welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in social distancing, and my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin, homebound, Ashland-bound Ron Martin. Uh, can't so wait de- to get so it. So depressing. It is so depressing. Our poor boy, Piper. He had all these conferences planned for the spring. It's conference season. Um Flowers are blooming, confer- lanyards are being printed. I feel like we po- need to do the exact same episode that we did about sports with Ronnie yeah. about conferences. About conferences. I yeah, want to know just, what he's what he's saddest to miss, like when it really hit him that that all of his conferences were falling through and this was really happening. But Piper, we will get into all that and more after I talk about a thing that's going to be, I think, really useful during this trying time that we're in, and that is an app that reads the Bible to you out loud. Uh, they are a partner of ours. They're a business partner. It's Dwell Bible. Tell us about them, Pipe. Yeah, so if uh, listeners go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, they can check it out. There's also a discount there. I'm just going to, I'm not going to bury the lead. We're just going to put that right up front. They're offering you stuff uh, at lower cost, which apparently is good because the economy is crashing from everything I hear. So uh, spending less money is good. Um but yeah, it's an audio Bible app that they're regularly making updates to. So that's that's why paying the money is worth it, uh, paying for a subscription, because there's there's an ongoing updates with narrators and features and different things. But especially at a time like this, when people's schedules are very rearranged and life doesn't have a rhythm, it might be a little bit harder to be in your normal uh, scripture reading routine. Um, you might need to pop in headphones to get away from your children. Um, whatever it is that you're doing, or maybe you're just going crazy and you need a little extra encouragement. Dwell is a great option. So again, dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Um, it comes out to less than $2 a month at the discount, less than $20 a year. So it's really inexpensive and a great feature and a good way to just get more scripture into your life. Um, and they have a variety of Bible versions and readers, uh, and it's just it's a great app overall. So check that out. I love it, Pipe. Great promo work by you. You know what? Let's just knock out the other one real quick too. Should right. we? Yes. Just take care that. of the business all up front. Yeah, we. I mean, we've been we've been tucking these away at the back of the episode. So let's yeah. give our sponsors some love. Uh, our other sponsor for this episode is the book "Our Good Crisis" from IVP, so University Press, written by Jonathan Dodson. Um, Jonathan Dodson is a pastor in Texas. He's also part of the Gospel uh, Gospel Center Discipleship. So they do articles, they do writer seminars, they do a whole bunch of different stuff that uh, that's just helping. Uh, Christian discipleship, Christian writing. But this book particularly is looking at the Beatitudes and how they speak into sort of the moral fluidity, moral crisis, moral confusion of our age. So pastoral reflections on how Jesus' words help us sort out everything from ethical uh, questions to questions of virtue to questions of crisis and suffering. So again, the book is called Our Good Crisis. It's available now. I'm looking at it on Amazon. Right now, it only has two ratings because it just came out like two days ago at the time we're recording this. So if you read it, you like it, jump on Amazon and leave a rating and review. That always helps authors. So check out Our Good Crisis by Jonathan Dodson. Uh, Really helpful book, especially as, you know, this crazy year of political controversy and now pandemic issues and everybody's blaming everybody having a book that sort of centers on the words of Christ would be very beneficial. So check this one out as well. Excellent. Dotson also poor man's walking Phoenix, as we pointed out last week. 
Yeah, lots so many reasons to run. Well, just uh, just to be clear, I would say he's more like the sane brother of Joaquin Phoenix because Joaquin Phoenix yeah. looks like a poor man's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> he does, dude. <laughs> I bet there's another brother who is just super normal. His name's like Jeff, Jeff Phoenix. You know, River Joaquin and Jeffrey. Jeff. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't think they did any normal names in that family. I think there were. I think it's all like. I think it was like it was like post like flower child names going on in that fam. So yeah, yeah. Is they got real a post flower child name because I feel well, like I don't know. It's it's you can't pronounce it right unless you want to be accurate and say Joe Quinn. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. They're just trying to be difficult with their names, kind of like modern names. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, true. absolutely. Which we went, I feel like we. Yeah, yeah I feel like we went down that rabbit hole last time. Absolutely. We probably offended some people. Oh, 100%. Because, yeah, because, you know, naming your kid like John or Mike or Ron or Ted now is or like Barnabas. Exactly. It's out of the question. Yeah. Barnabas. Yeah, you're sort of on the line. Well, you're biblical, Barnabas. So it's, you know. Dude, years. imagine like a six year old named Ron now. That well, would be incredible. It'd be <laughs> oh, so it would be much. unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, in the old days, Pipe, they just would have called you Barney. They wouldn't have gone Barnabas with your name. That's Not true. Well. And. And any kid who has either of your names now would not be Ron or Ted. They would be Theodore and Ronald Theodore. for sure. Yeah, dude, kids kids don't shorten their names anymore. And in fact, like if I ever do it in class, they get real offended. Yeah, They're like, funny? no, it's, it's Jonathan. It's true. Yeah, it's Matthew. Not Sorry. only that, but they would respell it like my name would be R-O-N-O-L-D <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like a character from the show Vikings or something. Yeah, it would be insane. Well, I'm Ronald is the no. Ronald is the Viking of of conferences, Piper, and uh, <laughs> sadly, our our little conference Viking is is grounded right now. And and Ron, I want you to lean oh. into that. I wanna uh-huh. I wanna hear from you just where your head's at, where your heart's at. I have concerns, quite frankly, about your Yoda life, in the sense that I feel like the Yoda market is being flooded right now. And as as you so maturely pointed out in our pre-show prep, when everybody's a Yoda and nobody's a Yoda. So lean into that. I want to hear just where yeah. you're at on all this stuff. Okay? Yeah, when everybody Yoda tweets, nobody's a Yoda tweeter. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's, that's Yoda wisdom right there. That's so. Yoda wisdom right there. I don't have to. I don't know. It, it was a, uh, it was a surreal thing on Monday when my last thing that I knew was going to be canceled got canceled was canceled. And um, so I just went through my phone and instead of leaving it all in there to remind me of the glory that used to be, I actually just deleted everything. And I I, man, I boys, I think I clicked on like 12. I deleted 12 things. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So I deleted. Go ahead. Now you're a week into like living the life that most normal pastors lead. So, like, are you? I am are you a fun- normal pastor. You're, you're finally. Yeah, you're, after pastor. all these years, you're finally a normal pastor, in that you're not leaving for a conference every four days. Um, what's it feel like? Like, is it? Does it feel a lot different yet? No, because I had so I had trips to Louisville and L.A. I had all these crazy trips, some of which they were kind of a bear, and I wasn't looking. I wasn't, you know, so much looking forward to them. So it's kind of like the old thing, like sometimes, I think you said this, Big T, like one of the greatest gifts that you're given in life is a canceled appointment. Yeah. And um, so I, I felt like as I was weeding through of this, like some of it was giving me like great amounts of like joy, peace, and like newly acquired margin. So yeah. I wasn't sad about that. But it's yeah. kind of, but, but you know, I mean, just to be truthful, it's a, it's a surreal thing when like everything on your calendar, like 
like 70% of all that stuff just is gone. Can- yeah. Like my whole life has been canceled is what it feels like. So <laughs> except I mean, the, the, to make the, it all about me, to make this coronavirus all about Ronnie Martin. Absolutely. Was, which is, which life. is kind of the most Ronnie Martin thing to do. So you're, you're on brand, baby. It's very pastoral of you. Absolutely. Thanks, but boys. enough about, enough Perfect. about you flock. I wasn't done talking about my stuff. Um, yeah, no, uh, Speaking of things canceling, Ronald, uh, the very, very last thing I think in the world to actually cancel was uh, the the Gospel Coalition. Wait, is it Gospel Coalition or Together for the Gospel? Together for the Gospel. Together for, Together the, for the Gospel. So the other thing in Louisville besides our thing. Well, I think it would be the I'd be the thing that uh, the thing that most people weren't thinking about. Yeah, after our thing, the thing so. that canceled way after ours because we so responsibly canceled early. Well, I mean, yeah. we stay ahead of the trends, dude. I want all the finger waggers on Twitter and like all the all the hipsters to recognize just how sensitive we are for canceling so early. Um, I want the credit for that, not that it's about that. But, but I mean, that other event—I can't even remember what you just said. Some other event there, just yeah, yeah. they were a little they were a little late in the game with their cancellations, which is I know how absolutely absolutely phenomenal in some ways. I mean, what a scandal! Really, how how embarrassing. But uh, why, baby, why do you think they waited so long to, like, pull the plug on their thing? Yeah, I mean, lest we get into major hot water and trouble, um, I think they definitely had – there's a lot of implications for that much larger organization to, uh, you know, with canceling. So I, I think they were facing – I think they had to think about, you know, how they're going to weather this financially because, you know, right. again, this is this is – you know, a lot like our event, this is you're talking about millions of dollars. So, I mean, the same well, yeah. the same, I mean, same considerations for sure that we're dealing with, but maybe on just a different scale. Right. Know? On a smaller scale than what we're doing. On a smaller scale. They were they were pretty upfront when they sent out the final sort of cancellation. And they said, you know, it we had to take into they you know, they they had paid for thousands of books and, you know, money to the arena and these different things that um and they're they're just sort of on the hook for, and so the twelve thousand tickets or whatever they sold, um, we're all you know those, that's a that's a significant consideration, and it makes sense why they would hold out for that long because yeah, when you start dealing in the millions of dollars, it's uh, it's, I don't exactly know how they sort that out. I'm kind of hoping people don't all ask for refunds so that they don't get just hammered on this. But and pipe, don't you think that'll be the case too? That most people will be gracious because it's money that was already spent. And I think T4G is making good on sending a lot of books and, you know, stuff to make up for it. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't followed it closely enough to know if they're, you know, providing the books or working with the publishers to do that. If they do that, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good deal because they bought those with the intention of giving them to attendees. And so what are they going to do? That's what it said. What are they going to do with 10,000 copies of it? You know, theology book. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I hope people are gracious. That would be nice. Um, I know there are some people for whom that's you know it, they're not cheap tickets. It's like between two and three hundred dollars, which is it's not obnoxiously expensive. But for somebody on a tight budget, getting that money back, especially if you're a pastor of a church whose giving is going to decline or something like that, it's it might be hard to justify. So yeah, I mean, I I hope it doesn't put them or the or the people who bought tickets in a tight spot. But it's. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sucky situation when you have to cancel something last minute that is an event of that magnitude. Yeah, we sure. mean, we know all about that. Canceling things of major magnitude is it's really troublesome. I mean, it was 
we we really labored over that decision and then how to word the announcement and how were refunds mm. going to work. I mean, it was it was really well, troublesome. I, it took me like seven minutes. Talking, how, come, how come nobody's talking about our bankruptcy? How come nobody's talking about the potential of all the bad things that are going to come down as the result of our cancellation? That's what I want to know, Big T. Baby, because I think uh, I, th- I think we're in the perfect growth industry for this kind of thing. We we just continue to do what we do, which is make great radio. It's going to be easier to do now with you not like getting on an airplane every four days. So you'll be you'll be in in studio and on the program a little more consistently. I, I see a lot of upside here, actually. Wow. Um, now, do you think uh, do you think that the the people at T4G or Gospel Coalition or what? I always forget which one it is. Can, <laughs> You think and I can, love that you do. I love that you have no like there's nothing in you that remembers or thinks no. there's really any distinction between the two. I have no concept of which one is which thing. Uh because it's it's all the same guys. But uh never nevertheless, do you think they could still drop your lanyard in the mail for you? See, that's what I would like for them to do for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean obviously I'm not my name's not going to show up anywhere on like a like a, on a workshop or a plenary sesh. Yeah, but that, that's a whole other story. That's a whole. I other wanted to. I want your name to show up on a string around your neck on the the lanyard with your name on it. With my uh, name, not the name of my church, but Happy Rant Podcast co-host. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You were you were going to the conference as an emissary of of the Happy Rant. Oh, that's, absolutely. Both me and Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. That's true. We represent. We're always marketing, baby. Yeah, getting out there doing a little marketing for us, which uh which which I love. So baby, now I wanna I wanna lean into one more thing with you on this because I feel like this has this has hit you the hardest in the sense that like one of the one of the markets that you were really carving out for yourself there for a while was the Yoda market and the Yoda tweet market. And I feel like there's just a lot more competition now. So as you as you look at the landscape of Yoda work. Um, who do you see as the, like the threats to your, to your crown, to your throne as, as the Yoda King of reform them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you what, here's what's, here's what's interesting. There's a shift right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, I, I would say emerging Yoda tweeters. Really? I think who are yeah, some of them? Would I know any of these? Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I know them other than I, I feel like I'm seeing things of that nature because we're being inundated with like. Here's a perspective here. Here's a perspective there. But I think I think what you're seeing more than just sort of the the one shot Yoda tweeting is like, here's a link to my Yoda article, you know? Sure. Yeah. And so I think everybody's it's almost like the return of blogging in a lot of ways, I would say. Yeah, I think I think I think that's what's happening is more like long form, like blogging is making a return for that, you know? So I don't know. Are you going to, are you going to like get a Zanga page and go long form like 2001 blog post? No, but check this out, man. I'm usually not like I'm usually not on the forefront, like the pinnacle of like the times and the news. Yeah. But I but I dropped an article on for, for the church last Friday, which mm. was I forget titled like you're not a bad pastor if you cancel your church service. <laughs> and um, and that one that one that one caused a little, uh, you know, a little mayhem here. I got Dude, really I, you got a little well, mayhem. Well, well, I got called I got called a serpent on, on for the church. A serpent like, like got, a like a snake. Like the devil. Like yeah. Satan. Yeah. Way to go, Ron. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, Who we've been called a lot of things, but I've never been called Satan. You boy, that's I'm yeah, proud that's of a, you. That's a new level. I know. I feel I feel real I feel excited about that. Dude, we gotta get you one of those like jean jackets with a picture of the snake on the back. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Hold on, just like, let, me, let me call Mark Driscoll. I'm sure he has one. One second. <laughs> 
Like Ronnie the Serpent Martin. That, that'll be your like a motorcycle gang handle. I love it. I mean, I'm sure some people have called me a snake in some at some point in my life. But that, <laughs> but for a guy calling me a serpent for an article which was like trying to show compassion on pastors is super weird. Yeah. Super weird. Now, did, did you feel in that moment like maybe you should stay in your lane and keep it to like 140 characters and Yoda work? Because Yoda work is a little bit like, I'm guessing, less controversial. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think so. No, because, you know, here's the thing, Big T. It's like I really don't. Like, I can be called any name from somebody I don't know, and it doesn't really bother me. If, if it's, like, one of you guys or, like, somebody from my church or my wife, like, then it gets a little more serious. If I, There needs to be a relationship there for me to really be affected by it. But. Yeah. Dude, I mean, no, it, if, if your wife started calling you Satan, I feel like <laughs> there's some bad things happening. That's That might be problematic. We have other Just issues. Just a term of endearment around the house, you know. Like, baby, this the article's not really our issue right now, is it? That's what we're talking about. No, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Maybe speaking of of relationships and such things, how has uh how has this pandemic changed your friendship with at Jared C? Like I feel you I feel like you guys aren't gonna be able to chum it up in person at conferences quite as much. So like are you guys FaceTiming? Are you like how are you getting your Jared C time? Well, baby, that's an interesting question because here's the thing. Me and Jared C were both speaking at the Gospel Centered Discipleship Writers Conference thing at T4G. So that's been canceled. That's a real so thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. And oh, uh, oh, so, man. so now, we're just, uh, yeah, now we're just doing a, uh, now we're doing a group text with uh, me, Jared C and the wives. So that's how we're staying in touch oh, right now. Man, that's terrific. What a fun time. Now, like how are, <laughs> how are like reformed, reformed dudes going to be inspired to write without, without that little subcon? Oh, the book, the I, book market, I'm the book market's just going to take a dive since that that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, Dude, that's, no, that's, I want to, I want to pivot into that for a little bit because Piper, you uh, Piper actually tweeted out or not tweeted out, texted out the um, the talking points for the program today. Yeah. And one of one of his talking points was who has all this extra time to read now? And I feel like that was a that was a little dig at all these people like, you know, uh, tweeting out their reading lists and talking about all the books that they've acquired over the years and how they were ready for this. And am I, am I right, Piper? Am I in the right kind of headspace with that? Yeah. So. Ron and I were exchanging a couple texts yesterday about something, and I, the, that question came up because he he sort of gently posed the question of, "What does my schedule look like in the midst of this?" And the answer is mass chaos is is mm-hmm. what my <laughs> schedule feels like right now because I'm yeah. doing all the same things I was doing before, except now my kids aren't in school, and so yeah. it's it's like it's just a, a layered list of crap I have to do. Uh, and so yeah. when I see people who are like well, I guess I'm finally going to get through all those shows that I've been meaning to watch or finish that series or whatever. I'm like, what? who Who has more time in the midst of all of this? Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. you do, Ted. Maybe maybe since you're not teaching classes, you have an abundance of extra time. Are you somebody who has, like, are you are you finishing the great American novel you've been meaning to write? Like, what? Wh- who, yeah, who has this time? What's going on Don't here? feel bad about it. And don't Dude, feel bad don't- about it if you do, baby. Seriously. But... No, you know, you know what I'm doing, man. And, th- and this is interesting. And this is like on a, a little bit more of a serious note. I was just talking to my folks before we before we got on. And I was I was explaining to them how in many ways this last week has been the most joyful week for us in a long time in that instead of running to like 14 soccer games and, you know, doing all this evening crap that 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 most people in our age and station of life are doing like 
we've had meals together every night. We've watched movies together every night with the boys. Um, I've worked out like <laughs> twice a day with the boys. So I'm going to, I'm going to get shredded during, uh, during this wow. pandemic. Um, and like, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I'm teaching my online classes. It doesn't take quite as long. Dude, I'm doing a lot of weird, like football related projects. Like I'm just scouting, like I'm breaking down film, watching guards, watching a lot of Marshall Yanda who just retired. Uh, great guard. So I'm, I'm having fun, kind of diving into my own projects and, uh, you know, so far so good, I think for, for me, but, but I get what pipe's saying. Um, my boys are a little bit older, so they're kind of like homeschooling themselves during the day. And, um, I don't know the, the rhythm of this thing has been good. And it, it, it's, it's like the thing that we've always talked about and the thing that kind of idiots like us always white paper about margin, but we never actually do it. You know what I mean? And, um, I think, I think this thing has enforced a little bit of that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's been good. Like for us, it's been good. Now the, the, the whole thing could like circle the drain in the next month. And, and if things get way, way worse then I'll obviously feel bad for saying that. But I, I think as things stand now, um, you know, it's been a, a little bit of a surprising grace for our family. Um, yeah, and I don't but, think you have to feel yeah. bad about saying you have margin tea, honestly. I mean, I think yeah. I think a lot of guys, and maybe this was you, Pipe. I have no idea. I think I think some of us, maybe a lot of pastors, felt like they were they were going to have some margin because the way that the thing was first presented to us was that some things were going to have to be pulled back. I think maybe one of the things that we weren't expecting was that what we're doing is trying to find ways to stay connected with our congregations, you know, as pastors and mm-hmm. to find ways to do Sunday services. And so, you know, and so all these other meetings that we normally would have that may have been a little more casual in nature have now turned all into zoom calls. And so, I mean, I've been on, I, I don't know, I probably had like six or seven zoom calls the last couple of days, which is like, you know, I do zoom calls, but not that many. Right. And um, so I think things like that, that we weren't expecting that take way more time out of our day than they normally would otherwise have been sort of introduced. And so I think at least in the first couple of weeks of this thing is everything's unfolding. I think it's just like trying to figure out like, Hey, how do we, especially if you're on staff at a church, how do we do this? How do we operate? Um, how do we connect with our people? And so I think there's just been a lot of effort and probably mental fatigue going into like ways of, of, you know, generating ways to do that. I know that's where we're at right now, especially smaller church, smaller staff, you know, how do we, how do we go wider when it's still just a, you know, just only a few people. Dude, and, talking about all the zoom calls, that's the new flex. That's, that's absolutely that's, that's the new flex. Oh yeah. And I, I, I posted this on Twitter, posting a picture of your computer with like all the tiled faces is the new picture of latte art. It is the, it's like just the stereotypical <laughs> social media posts now. That Dude, and my favorite genre of those is all the like young white pastors and they all look exactly the same. <laughs> like there's like 12 of them. It's like the, 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 like the intro to the Brady bunch where they're all in those little squares and they all look the same. It's phenomenal. It's true. Yeah. Which beard is which? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whoa. We've got a guy in heavy plastic glasses and a beard. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> to, to what Ron was just saying. I, yeah, my experience over the last week has been not a feeling of like things slowing down, but a feeling of, of almost uh, kind of frantic movement because, yeah. and maybe this is, maybe this is specific to 
people in kind of organizational or church leadership where you're trying to make sure that everybody else is fine. But mm-hmm. it f- all the rhythms of like community and connection and relationships are gone. And so yeah. we can either just sort of let the people in the church float and be like, y'all figure it out, which then leaves a whole bunch of people who aren't good at that isolated because they don't, they don't know how to use a Google Hangout. They don't, they're not good at texting or whatever. They just, there's, there's, there's a cost to it. Or we can kind of hustle to go extra with communication and reaching out to our small group leaders or whoever they are. And so it has felt like home is not a place now where I kind of go to unplug it's a place where I'm extra plugged in, like more more messages, more meetings, more everything. And yeah. it's not a complaint. It's just it's just a striking difference between somebody who's in like your position is very different than mine. You know, your your work got you know effectively shut down and it's created space to kind of create some new rhythms, whereas mine got like multiplied, yeah. at least for the time being. Maybe that changes once we kind of find a rhythm in all of this. Yeah. But for now, it feels kind of wildly frantic figuring out how to do church in the midst of, well, how do you do church when you can't see anybody? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's disappointing, right? Like, um, you know, when the when the first Sunday rolled around that we didn't have church, like there was a, there was a real sense of grief and a void. And and yeah, like I'm finding, though, that I'm having more time to like thoughtfully reach out to people and ask my friends how they're doing and, and, you know, really have conversations. Whereas, you know, those kind of things were just flybys before. So maybe, I mean, maybe there's something that as the church, like big C, maybe there's something we can learn from this, which is across the board, perhaps a little bit less activity for activity's sake is going to be a good thing, you know? Um, and at the end of the day, do we really need 14 meetings and, and, you know, or, or is it better to just have some dinners with our kids and, uh, I don't know, reach out to each other in a more, uh, genuine way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? See, I think, I think that's the place we'll, we're going to get to as soon as we figure out like the best ways to do that. I think, yeah. so I think some of the franticness that you're describing pipe is because we're just trying to like, we're trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's true. And I think to what you were just saying, Ted, um, it's, when you're, when you're in a small group gathering or a church service, you can have 55 conversations. So you feel a sense of connection with people and can say mm. next to nothing. You know, yeah. you can, you can talk to 30 people on a Sunday morning and learn yep. nothing about any of them and have them learn nothing about you. That's, that's entirely, I mean, that's pretty, pretty normal. Yeah. It's really hard to do that via telephone call or something that you've intentionally scheduled. So if you say, Hey, yeah. let's jump on a Google Hangout. And then you just sort of shoot the breeze about nothing for 30 minutes. You will <laughs> never do that again. What a waste yeah, of time. So, so true. I think I think it's going to change the the significance of the interactions we have, which then, I mean, at some point, this whole pandemic is going to pass. I don't know what that means or when, yeah. but hopefully that changes the the tenor of the relationships and the quality of the relationships that we have going forward. But yeah, what figuring out how to foster that in the meantime is uh yeah. it's just it's just a grand wonderful unknown that's also kind of frantic and stressful sometimes too. No, oh, yeah, that's totally. well said, Pipe. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Boys, can we talk about a new technology that I've discovered uh as a means of reaching out to people and being reached out to? It's called Marco Polo. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> but like Marco, the game in the pool? It, Marco, well, is, named is this a new game. technology or an old technology that you've discovered? Well, I think it's new as of a couple of years. I'm not sure, but it's it's very much like a mom thing. It's almost like Snapchat for moms. So like wow. a few days ago, KK got it. And I started hearing the voices of like all her friends in our house, even though the friends weren't in our house. And it's because with Marco Polo, you send these little like, it's basically video texting. Um, so KK has a, a one friend in particular who's very long-winded. Uh, she's a fan of the program. She's a big fan of the program. Her name's Carla. Carla uses 2,000 words when 20 will suffice. So it's like I'm, I'm listening to these like movie-length Marco Polos from Carla. And um, it's, it's like KK streaming a movie in the kitchen. And, uh, and so I asked her what it was. And she's like, oh, it's Marco Polo. You should get it. And uh, so I got it. And I'm, I'm officially wow. like a mom now. Um, sending these Congratulations. That's, yeah, that's no, big. I know. It's, it's exciting. It's really big. Or just officially like a dad. I mean, <laughs> the same thing, man. Well, no, no, dads yeah. don't use this. That's only moms. It's only women who use this. That's why it's yeah, called it, Marco Polo, because it sounds a little bit scandalous. <laughs> to be honest, Ronnie, when you heard him say he discovered Marco Polo, you were a little worried about what he was getting himself into, weren't you? Well, I didn't know. Like, yeah, I don't know where you're swimming is what I was thinking, Big T. Like, who are you swimming with? Well, I'm swimming with everybody now. Everybody you're swimming with moms. Yeah, I'm swimming with moms, which is the name of my new EP, Swimming Swimming with Moms. moms. Baby, is that the great American novel you're writing right now? Yeah, baby, let's lean into that. Like that that was another uh, that was another item in our show notes, like things that Ted should be writing with all of his free time. But you guys know I'm barely a writer anymore. Like I'm hardly even doing this. Yeah, no, no, so, no. I don't you, that's that's a hundred percent false. You are not barely a writer anymore. You are on writing hiatus until you you catch the bug again, and you're going true. to. That's true. And so I, you know, because I have a perfect and wonderful plan for your life, was thinking that this all of this <laughs> additional good. time that you have now is uh, <laughs> it's it's the opportunity to write that sort of grandiose, um, adventurous, like risk taking novel that you haven't written but i know that you want to i know man i know i i want to want to um <laughs> and what's more like i want to believe that something would come of it you know what i mean but but you you know pipe how mm-hmm. and th- th- <laughs> this is the thing i want to talk with both of you about but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask let Piper me just first. let me just affirm Whatever you yeah. have to say right now. <laughs> it's for affirmation in advance. Anyway. We all, have, we all have certain writers in our life, okay? And I'm not going to name names. But we have writers in our life who are always talking about their book projects and, like, you know, how many words they wrote today. And, like, oh, I've got a book event. And, like, they really believe in it. You know what I mean? And, and for me, like, I'm not jealous of any of the stuff that they're doing. I'm jealous of the fact that they believe in it. You know what I mean? And they're, they're still kind of keyed up about it all. And uh, I think that's what I want to get back. Like, I want to get I want to get fired up about some writing project. And uh, maybe that's it's why you need American to write novel. the thing you've never written. Like, no, no essays, no Christian yeah. nonfiction. I mean, you were pretty excited about your uh, your, your sort of youth, young adult, like graphic yeah, novel yeah, type yeah. Of thing. Like still you, excited there, about that. There was some energy in that. And, uh, you know, no, no more sports interviews. And again, unless you're excited, but this is the, this is the like infinite jest of, of Ted's, uh, mind. And so it's, 
I think you'd get excited because you'd be like, oh, I haven't done this. This isn't a screenplay. This isn't an essay. This isn't a memoir. This is this isn't an article for whatever website. It's a whole different thing. And my guess is you would go into like you would find your groove and be putting down like four or five thousand words a day just because you'd be you'd be flowing. And I I don't know. I think you should try it. Dude, that's interesting. And because I respect you guys, I will, I will take that under advisement. I will think about it. And, uh, yeah, now that I'm not running around like crazy in a lot of different directions, maybe I've, I have time to think about it. So, um, that, that I think to me is what's the most interesting about this, this little societal reset that we're in the midst of. Um, it has given me time to like, think a little bit more, be a little bit more strategic, um, I don't know. It's kind of cool in that regard. It is kind of a reset, isn't it? I mean, I think yeah. like anytime, I mean, I like anytime the routine changes. I'm a routine kind of guy, but I do like when things like are kind of forced upon you in terms of routine yeah. so that you can, you know, make, you know, go back and sort of rethink some of the things you've been doing, maybe some of the things you become bogged down in, or yeah. just to give sort of that renewal of energy towards things that have, have been lying dormant. I really actually really like that. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, boys, I don't know if we touched on this in the last episode, but Jared C finally wrote me back. Did we talk about that before? Whoa, I was going to ask on. after you brought him up because I was like, you can't yeah. just bring him up and leave us hanging on the, uh, down, the saga. Baby. Well, yeah, Slow I mean, in between like, you know, giving Ronnie a pedicure and, you know, taking long walks through the forest together. He, uh, yeah, he found some time to write me back, which was really nice. So, um, anyway, just close the loop on that. Did he mention you like calling him out on the on the pod <laughs> dude no it was actually it was funny in in that it, it was funny in that it wasn't funny like he just reached out and he was like hey sorry i've been really busy and you know i don't know i meant to respond or something but uh and then i hit him back and i was just like yeah no big deal it was just a bit but oh, okay. um yeah yeah it was yeah it was good so nice. Yeah, I know. That's been like a little bit of a serial drama for our our fans. I know. I kind of wish it still existed. I feel yeah. I feel conflicted because I on the one totally on the one hand, I'm very happy that this has come to a an amenable end, and on the other hand, I I miss the saga. It was fun. Hey, Jared, see next time. Don't write him back. Who else? That that begs the question, Piper. And this is a good question for all of us. Maybe but. you could write my dad. He's a hundred percent not going to write you back. So yeah, <laughs> write him, and then we can make fun of him on the podcast. That'll go really well. Well, dude, that was my question. Like, who can I generate a beef with now that like I've buried the hatchet with Jared oh, C? Dude, and- so many people, Big T, because like right now everybody's everybody's off on this other, you know, all this all these other things they have to like do and consider. I mean, yeah. I would say you, I mean, write, like, write me. I'm not going to write you back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. just, just pick whoever you want. You know what I mean? Dude, I think that the, the beef, and I want to get back into this because you were, you mentioned something off the air that I was intrigued by. So basically you said something, Ronald, in our pre-show prep about how it was kind of business as usual for you. And I feel like at least in my context, that would get you killed from like the finger wagging hipsters who are basically like, if you go outside your house, you might as well just take a gun and shoot somebody in the face. That's essentially what you're doing. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? This is a great moment not for finger wagging. Yeah, yeah. No, not to be extreme or anything, but like the finger wagging would just be obnoxious, the, the amount of that that you would have to deal with. So are people in Ashland taking kind of a, 
a laissez-faire approach to this thing so far? I mean, I think so. Okay, so when the whole thing dropped about should you gather on Sunday or not, should you cancel services or not cancel services? So we kind of stepped up pretty quick and said, we're going to cancel. Us and a couple other churches were like vocal about it. Yeah. And there, there were some, there, were, there was a couple of like bigger churches that like just still ran services. And yeah. so there's kind of a thing about that. But like, so our, like our governor, I mean, he just keeps like dropping the hammer on like, you know, kind of saying, okay, now we're not going to do this. Now we're not going to do this. Now yeah. gatherings only up to 10 people are allowed. So we keep, we keep like kind of feeling the weight of like almost like these daily yeah. sort of like new things that he's throwing out there for us. But I think, um, I think in a in more of a small town context, like Ashland, mm-hmm. um, it, again, it's, I think in some ways it's harder for people to believe what's happening is actually happening because it's a little bit of a bubble. It's kind of, all of this is happening in the big, bad, evil towns outside of us, the, the evil cities, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, so there's, I think there's, there's a little bit of that mentality because that mentality exists here anyway, as you, as you would know something about kind of how you grew up. Yeah, so, for sure. so I think there's a little bit of that, but I would say um, in the last couple of days, given what's come down from, um, you know, our governing authorities, everybody's taking it serious. Now the biz, like a lot of businesses have just stopped mm-hmm. um, operations. And so it, it's all, it's all just coming to a halt. Everything's coming to a halt for sure. Interesting. But I mean, as far as me personally, I mean, yeah, I mean, like what Pipe said earlier, just trying to find ways to, um, to connect with our people. That's been kind of the big thing for me. So in a, in a way it feels like I'm still doing so much engagement, even though it's not necessarily face to face, that it doesn't feel like everything has changed so much. Although Every day you're kind of feeling the new effects of it. I think, mm-hmm. man, if this thing goes another like eight weeks, which, you know, they're starting to talk about. Oh, I mean, dude, I think if, if it goes only eight weeks, only eight weeks, it would right. be a shock to me. I mean, I, yeah. it seems like this is going to extend like probably into summer to some degree. Poss- I mean, mm-hmm. it, who knows? The news is all over the place. But eight weeks seems like a minimum, not a not a like yeah. a target. Well, and what I mean by that is, yeah, it could be eight to 10 to 12 weeks of where things are still on massive lockdown. And then some of those restrictions, they maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll start to lift those things as things tend to uh, become a little more um, contained. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows anything. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, boys, I do know one thing. Uh, we will continue doing radio. We're going to continue delivering this, uh, this free product to people. And so um, we're told that podcast, they have to, you have to cut back. You have to cancel yeah. Is, is the Ohio governor going to like tell you to cut back on your podcast? I think that's next. I think big that's government next. run amok in Ohio. I don't think of Ohio as like, you know, the worldwide leader in big government, but they've been, yeah, he's been doing some work, man. He's been, I mean, to think that Ohio has been, I think, I think the news has been like, they're leading the country in the example of how to, of how to like handle this pandemic is it's a weird thing to hear, man. It's Piper, my favorite Ohio pandemic related thing was um, when Ohio state canceled classes, um, you know, they tweeted out something like, you know, no more, no more classes for Ohio state students and Cardale Jones retweeted it. And he was like, so nothing changes for the football players then. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was, that's great. amazing. I, I didn't know young Cardale was that clever, but, uh, but it, that, that one, that one kind of young was, left school early after never attending a class. Exactly. Exactly. Since since we're talking about continuing this podcast in the midst of a pandemic, now would be a good time to remind listeners, we haven't done this in forever. We we don't push this hard, but we have 
a you can support us on Patreon, which is so basically you can sign up to give anywhere between like one and a thousand dollars a month. And that goes towards covering our production costs on this. Um, And we would love to do a few additional episodes here and there, but that has additional costs with it as well. So if you just go to patreon.com and search Happy Rant, you can sign up. And uh, at a couple different donation levels, um, we'll send you some free books as well. Um, I think they're mostly. Well, let's go a thousand a month. Let's just have yeah. Some I mean, if, if you have a you spare know? thousand a month, um, we wouldn't complain. But also, if you have a spare five dollars a month, we would be very grateful. So yeah, go to Patreon and check that out. We could use it, and it would allow us to do the occasional additional episode for those of you who are sports fans. Would that's it helps cover those costs for those of you who are not sports fans. It also covers our normal episodes. So uh, we would we would be greatly appreciative if you did that. Good word, pipe. That's a uh, that's a good word to end on, boys. As we uh, as we draw this episode to a close, having done what we always do, which is wandering to and fro throughout these topics. Until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.